Hello and welcome to the Board Shorts podcast brought to you by Get On Board Australia, the destination for new and aspiring board members and company directors. This podcast is called Board Shorts because boards and governance can sometimes be a dry topic. So I'm bringing you valuable, easy to digest information on board and company director related topics, concepts and ideas in 30 minutes or less. Whether you're looking to join a board or thrive in the boardroom, this podcast is designed just for you. My name is Lisa Cook and I'm your host. As founder and managing director of Get On Board Australia, I hope to make this podcast and the information I share valuable and useful to new and aspiring company directors and board members like you. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Diary of a Board Member. Today I'm going to be talking all about preparing for a board interview. If you're a candidate that's looking to join a board and you've gotten to the point where you've been asked to come in for an interview, congratulations. And now some preparation can really go in handy to put yourself in the best position possible. Like preparing for a professional job interview, preparing for a board interview is both exciting and anxiety inducing. On the surface, it seems confusing as to how best to prepare for what could be the opportunity of a lifetime. I prefer to see it as an opportunity to interview the organization and the board as much as it is about them interviewing you. For most people that I work with, they already have an established professional career that's their main source of income. And in most instances, board service isn't intended to replace their income immediately. And so generally, there's far less pressure on them behind the interview. So it's not a make or break if they don't get it or get the role. This can certainly help you to relax. But I also understand that taking such a dramatic step in your own board career can still make the whole situation a little anxiety-filled. Preparing for a board interview is a little bit like preparing for a professional job interview, just with a slightly different perspective. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about the main areas of questioning you will likely experience during your board interview and how best you can prepare for those questions And then at the end, I'll also touch on a few other areas that I recommend you to review and prepare any questions that you want to ask the interviewers to further clarify your thinking and understanding around the board and the organization and whether that's something you still want to join or not. Before I jump in, it's probably worth keeping in mind that the person or the people interviewing you are likely also a professional by day and board member by night. So they're also doing their best in the interview situation and probably trying to figure it out as they go along in the best way possible. And 
I've got direct experience in that. So the long and the short of it is not to be too worried about the whole thing. Now, the information that I'm about to share implies that you have access to the necessary information you need to adequately prepare for the interview. I always recommend that boards provide a progressive amount of information as a person progresses along the board candidate pathway. Uh, So by way of example, This is the information that we shared on one of the boards that I'm on when we recently ran our board recruitment process. So for the initial candidate advertisement on the website of the organisation, we provided interested candidates with access to documents like the constitution, the organisation's purpose and activities, the organisation's history, a high-level overview of the funding this organisation received, the current strategic plan, a link to the current board members' profiles on the website and a PDF version of the current annual report, so usually for the previous year. And all of that was housed on a web page on the website that also had all of the information relating to the board opportunity, what the skills were that we were looking for, um, some of the expectations that we had on board members and how that person can put forward their application for the opportunity. So being on the website also provided the people who were interested, really easy navigation to explore the rest of the site to get a really good understanding of what the organisation does and whether they want to be a part of that. So we only wanted serious applicants only and I feel that that process really helped with that and also around the quality of applicants that were received as well. Then once that person uh, became shortlisted for an interview, we gave them access to additional annual reports. So the previous couple years, so they get to understand a little bit of a pattern and a story, Uh, the strategy overview. So more information about the strategic plan other than just the one page that was provided initially. Uh, They received full board packs, including the minutes of the past three board meetings and Those are really important because they would have contained the financial statements from each of those board meetings. And again, that just gives you as a candidate a really good picture and a bit of a story to build up about the financial health of the organisation. We also gave the candidates access to the board and committee meeting dates so they knew when those were and that they needed to obviously have space in their calendar for that. We shared the board calendar, so we have a big overview of all of the agenda items that we need to cover off through the year at each board meeting. Again, they had access to the constitution, and this time we included the committee terms of references, the organisation chart, the board charter, and the board member position description. Then once everyone 
was happy and the candidate was on the board, they could then access all of the organisational policies and all of the board and staff contact information. So if you aren't given access to any of those documents, I really encourage you to ask for them. They should willingly share those with you. Uh, If they don't, that's a red flag in my mind. But it's part of the due diligence that you are required to do before you join any board. So you really want to know what you're getting into and that information through those documents should really give you a picture of that. Okay, now getting into preparing for the board interview. Firstly, you want to understand what the organization does and why you want to be part of that mission. First and foremost, you have to understand what the organization does before you want to get on the board. Hopefully you've done this already before applying, but perhaps not. But I really encourage anyone that I talk to that's looking to join a board to have some sort of connection or reason behind why that particular organization resonated with you over another. In the board space, what can really set you back if you are seen to be a serial applicant for board opportunities. What that looks like on the outside is that you just want to join a board so that you can be on a board and tell people that you're on a board. And that doesn't really cut it on serious boards. As much as you can, I encourage you to understand what the organization does and why this resonates with you and why you want to support it via board service. A personal connection is really powerful, whatever that looks like. And coming at it from that perspective really requires you to understand your personal motives and your unique value proposition. And I've written quite a bit about your unique value proposition, what it is, how you develop it, why it's important in the board space. And I'll share some links to those in the show notes. So take a look at those. You really should have a good grasp on that and that angle as you've hopefully done some due diligence prior to applying. And so you really have that clear as to why you want to join that board and what you can bring to it as well. It's time for you to dig a little deeper and formulate a compelling reason why you want to help the board and organization to further its mission, not just I want to be on a board. Secondly, identify opportunities for the organization. Usually you will be asked in an interview whether you see any opportunities for the organization that they should be taking advantage of. And really, this is a blend of your research coming together with your expertise and experience that leads you to identify any opportunities that you see for the organization. You may not have oversight through the information that you're looking at to see if they're doing this already, but bringing some examples, a small handful, maybe two or three opportunities that could be really valuable in whatever way, whatever fits in with your expertise and experience, coming to the board interview with that information can really help. It does show that you've done your homework. And 
your expertise is likely the reason why you have made it this far along the path to the boardroom. So demonstrate where this could benefit and support the organization in the achievement of its mission. Knowing that you can only see so far into the organization from the outside, it may also be worthwhile asking the board why it's looking for your particular skill set or expertise and what potentially is coming up on the horizon for them that your expertise may be able to assist with. And that conversation could be a trigger to a very interesting conversation that could further identify opportunities for the organization that you perhaps weren't otherwise seeing through the publicly available information that was out there. So if you don't get asked the question, I'd certainly be asking the question to them. Thirdly, is to know your unique value proposition. So the skill set and expertise that you bring to the board and organization and how it complements what and who is already there. Underpinning this is that you have to be comfortable in talking positively about yourself, selling your expertise and experience in a way that is compelling to the board and organization. So what you need to do is put yourself in their perspective and understand what it is that they're looking for and why they're looking for it. And then you talk about your expertise. Understand the other board members and the senior managers within the organization and how you would complement in with that team as well. It's a good idea to have examples of previous achievements that you've made either in your professional career if you've never been on a board or from your board career with similar expertise around you that you can share in the interview. Those real life experiences and examples are really powerful and compelling. Next, you can review the organization's strategic plan to find where you could support and progress the achievement of the strategic ambitions that they have. You'll just have to do a little bit of deduction and inference into that because it may not be clear, but have some sort of idea where you could fit into that whole picture. Then you want to review each of the board members to understand where you'd fit with that team, with the board team. If the organization has one, ask to see their skills matrix, and that will help you to really get a grasp on the current spread of expertise and experience that are on the board. And you could even do a little model where you input your skills and expertise into that skills matrix and see what it does to change that around and if you can round it out really well. That's really valuable information to go along to the board interview with. And then lastly, when we're talking about preparing for questions that you might get asked, is to be realistic of your time available to commit to the board. So insofar as possible, find out the time required from you if you were to be a board member. And remember that the time that you would need to commit to that board extends beyond attending the monthly or bi-monthly board meetings to include your meeting preparation. Some board packs can run 100 plus pages any type of committee service that you're expected to do, attending events, 
um, and helping hands-on in the organisation from time to time. Yes, it can happen. Uh, and any other requirements that 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 the board may have of you. And that may be clear in the position description, but it might not be. And particularly if the organisation doesn't have position descriptions for its board members, it's worth you knowing how much time you have available and how much time the board and or organisation may need you. So if it's not clear, you have to ask the question. The worst thing to have on a board is a board member who is too busy for their service. And remember, boards are usually opt-in. You're not really forced to be there. So if you choose to involve yourself, then that comes with a commitment. On previous episodes of the Board Shorts podcast, I've shared some information about the time required on not-for-profit and corporate boards, and I'll share the link to that in the show notes if you're interested in checking that out. So to recap, I shared four things for you to consider when preparing for a board interview. They were understanding what the organization does and why you want to be part of that mission, identifying opportunities for the organization, knowing your unique value proposition, the skill set expertise you bring to the board and organization and how it complements what and who is already there. And lastly, being realistic about your time available to commit. I also shared a whole heap of information sources that the board or organization should be sharing with you to not only help you in preparing for the board interview, but for you to also conduct effective due diligence before joining the board. And I want to reinforce that if these aren't readily available to you is to request them explicitly. In addition to all of that, there's some information that you should be reviewing, even if there's little chance that you'll be asked about it from the board in the interview. And really, this is for your own peace of mind and comfort level before joining the board. Primarily, this is around the organization's financials, in particular, getting a really clear picture of how the organization has performed financially over the past few years, where it's at now and where it could potentially be going in the future. Now, generally, you can get all of that information from the annual reports Uh, Because in there, you usually find the audited financial statements. So you can have some degree of certainty that they're a legitimate and accurate picture or snapshot in time of the financial health of that organization. Combine that information with other information in the annual report, like the CEO report, chairperson's report, and other organization updates, And then you can start to get a really clear picture of how things have been going for the organization and where they might be going in the future. But I want you to also trust but verify. Be aware that there may be a story behind the story you're being told. Annual reports are meant to be a showcase of the past year of the organization. So 
they may not be obvious when or if things have not gone so well for them over the recent past. I had a client in Sydney and we were looking into an organization that she was interested in joining. So together we went through some due diligence uh, and that involved reviewing the most recent annual report for this organization. In reviewing this annual report, I realized that there was no CEO report. And to me, that's very strange. Most, if not all annual reports that I've seen generally start with a CEO report or are within the first few pages of the annual report. So it was a little strange and quite unusual that that wasn't included. And in reading the chairperson's report, they had mentioned considerable change in the membership of the board and having to navigate challenging times. So this was raising some red flags with me. So something worth investigating beyond the organizational sources, as it was kind of clear that they weren't going to be completely transparent with specifically what had gone on and what these challenging times were and what spurred the changes in the membership of the board. So we went over to Google and a brief search later, and we discovered that there had been a significant episode of financial misappropriation that had occurred amongst the board members and with the CEO. And so that CEO was no longer at the organization. And obviously some of the board members who were embroiled in that scandal had also left the board. So there was a lot of stuff going on in that organization that I encourage my client to think twice about because this was her first venture into real serious paid boards. And whilst there was an opportunity to I guess, manage through a crisis and turn an organization around. And she absolutely had the skill set for that. I'm not quite sure if that's starting your board career on the right foot to be associated with an organization going through such a scandal, particularly so close to the boardroom. So that's what I mean when I talk about the story behind the story you need to gather your data from a range of sources. Uh, Google's fantastic for that. You can Google the board members' names, CEO names, the company names, see what comes up. Even go so far as to contact people in your network who may know of the organization or know people on the board or just know the industry really well and may hear some things that don't actually get to the level of being reported in the news. So at this stage of your board journey, the more information, the better. Always keep in mind that joining a board is a significant investment in your time, energy and reputation. And you should be as sure as you can be before you join. So that's it for me today. I hope that this information has helped you to prepare for your forthcoming board interview. This is the time of year that a lot of AGMs are on the horizon. And so no doubt a lot of boards are out there interviewing candidates and asking for people to be putting their hand up to join the board. If you have any questions on today's episode, please reach out to me via my website, getonboardaustralia.com 
www.ai.com.au. Also feel free to leave a comment on this post on the website. You can find all of the previous Board Shorts podcast episodes at getonboardaustralia.com.au forward slash podcast.